Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Dallara. We've got producer Corey in tow, and I am just going to let the music play. Corey, how you doing? Well, Joe, guess who's not coming out of the bullpen tonight or for the rest of the playoff season? Please advise. Anybody on the fucking Mets, because of course, like I said... They're out of the playoffs. It happened I, so fast. I was barely able to talk enough shit in like the week leading up to their f- demise. It was incredible. I I think that at this point we could say that they blew it safely. Say that they blew it. I a hundred games that you win and not one. You can't pull one out of your ass to to stay alive in the playoffs. Unreal, unreal. And uh, as some may say, that's it. You know, so. <laughs> it's curtains for the Mets season. And honestly, like I think a big question is going to be whether or not uh, they're able to keep Jacob deGrom in the offseason. So looks like he wants to contract till he's 40 or so. That's going to be a big, big question. Um, you know, I, obviously we have our concerns with Aaron Judge as a free potential free agent. Uh, yeah, but season. we set a goal and he hit it. So yeah. I'm not going to feel like I've screwed up if we end up paying him more to stick around. Unlike the Mets will feel in about two years if DeGrom signs. You yeah, know he's I mean, fucking wasted. He is fucking old. Doesn't matter anymore. He so just doesn't gonna pitch sign enough. Him, it's tough. And if they don't, it, he's going to get injured, and they're going to sign him, and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, we're really beaten up, and we have to restart. And Yeah, you're back to rebuilding. Guess what? You blew it. Yeah, that was your chance. You're now in rebuilding phase again. Uh, maybe Mr. Cohen can, you know, pay off some people like – like a Steinbrenner would and get some fucking ball players who can last an entire season and the postseason, and not just show off his shiny toy during the regular season games in fucking uh, June that nobody should care about. I mean, look like maybe if they want an extra game in June, then they're not in this situation. But, but besides that, I'll I mean, ask considering how many they won. I will say that DeGrom did make it through the whole postseason for the Mets. Um, so you gotta you give him that. You gotta, <laughs> you give, gotta him that. give him that. I'm sure he'll bring that. that up when he's negotiating. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. So look, we got a couple games done today. Uh, the Yankees are currently playing right now. We've got that on the second screen. Um, and, uh, the Astros had a tremendous comeback with that Jordan Alvarez bomb right there. Like that's the, the, the guy's incredible. And I mean, I think he's really going to be, he's almost like undervalued this year because of how good obviously Shohei Otani and Aaron judge were, um, in the American league, but you know, he's incredible. The Astros are going to be very, very good. They're going to be very, very tough to beat, um, in the playoffs. That's just the way they are. I mean, like to, to come back and win that game after Verlander, just like through an absolute awful stinker. Like that's, that's a huge get, especially when the Mariners thought they were probably going to steal one there. Um, and then when you look at the Braves and the Phillies, look, the Braves are down, the defending champs are down. And that was not a game that you would really expect them to lose. I think that this, I, I'm honestly inclined. I'm pulling up the odds right now, but the, this is something I talked about privately, like offline. And it's something about like, when I bet NBA series, I know like we've talked about this, Corey, and I've talked about some buckets. I've talked about this for Action Network. A lot of times I do those straight forecasts where I say uh, game one winner, series winner. Now, I'm not doing that for this in this case, uh, but I do think this is interesting. So the line flipped 
for the Phillies and the Braves. The Phillies were like plus 165 on the series. Braves were like minus 135 or my, or no, uh, whatever the math is. But the line flipped because now the Phillies, after winning game one, are minus 165 and plus 135. I think that um, now this normally isn't something that I would like to do because like you're not getting the best odds or so, to, so to speak. But I do think that you're getting something else and what you're getting is certainty. And I think I like the idea of betting on the Phillies right now, uh, at, even at that minus 165 number. Um, they're a little a short dog to, today in game two with Kyle Wright taking the mound for the Braves and Zach Wheeler taking the mound for the Phillies at plus 105. So I think what I the thing is here though this is a five game series. You took down the proverbial ace of the Braves there with um, with Max Freed today. And what I when you win game one, you now only have to win two of the next four to advance as opposed to three and one, which, you know, like I'm, I'm just saying math terms right now. Like I'm just saying like really obvious things, but it does, it really does matter um, for this context. You are going home. You took it, you took home field back from the Braves here and, and you haven't used your ACE yet because of the way that these ser- the series lines up in terms of matchup. So if you think basically that, you know, because of that, like you have to consider it's like do you think that the Braves can win 3 games now before the the Phillies win 2 and you've already used your ace i get that atlanta has like in theory more guys than you would typically consider because you have um you know you have Spencer Strider maybe you have uh you have a little bit deeper of a rotation um but my concern here is that the Phillies stole the first one um, and that's significant. And with that minus 165 line now, and we'll, we'll we'll line shop it a little bit. If I decide to bet it, we'll put it out there. But I think that this is something to consider just because it's like, look, you got through freed. Maybe you drop it to right, but still, you're going home. You you need oh, your best case scenario was maybe splitting there, and you could still win this at home. So you got Nola. He's gonna throw, and he's who's he gonna line up against? He's gonna either line up against Morton or Strider or maybe Odorizzi. That's all a situation where Philly's gonna have the edge, and I think Philly may even have the edge in a game four potentially. So I like the way that the pitching is shaping up for Philly here, and I think that they're a good bet there. And I to win the series. And honestly, if you think that they're going to win the series, then I don't totally hate. I don't totally hate opening up a position on them to win the World Series at seven to one. Uh, I, I don't think that that's crazy. Like the Braves are the defending champs, but I, I think it's a little bit of an angle. It's it's a possibility here, um, where you can maybe get a little bit of value on the dog um, by stealing that game against the Ace. And that was something I was hoping I was maybe going to be able to do with Seattle but it doesn't look like we're going to get that opportunity here. Um, so that's that's some baseball talk for now. I don't – I guess the thing to consider here is when – if you have big positions on some of these dogs, you need to think about the fact that like when you're hedging, uh, if, if that's something that you want to do, uh, that 
you have to take into consideration the cost of your hedge in every round. So it's hard to start hedging yet on like one of the, if you have like a really big underdog, um, because you're just not going to get good value and you're going to spend more money on the hedge than you would to like essentially win that too. So I, I think it's a little early for hedging and I wouldn't recommend it especially at this point in time. Like it's just, it's not really worth it. You're not going to get enough bang for your buck because they were underdogs um, and they're going to continue to be moving throughout the playoffs. So uh, I think that's a pass spot for me. Um, but Corey, how do you feel about our Yankees right now? Uh, base is jacked. Feeling good. Donaldson just walked. Uh, nice to see the Mariners in it again, huh? Uh, dude, it's, it's been a minute. How's yeah. Ichiro doing? Yeah, how's, what's up with that guy? Didn't he own like the largest porn collection on VHS? I think it was. I thought it was Matsui. Oh, uh, either way. Either way, one I'm or the proud other. Proud of either one of them. Yeah, somebody good somebody was you. crushing it. Somebody was anybody crushing who it. uses the money they make in the MLB for a real hobby, like good for you. <laughs> like yeah. that's a real hobby, like a real yeah. working man's hobby. He's like the car hey, collections. Like that's that's like yeah, I got fuck you money, like Jay Leno. Yeah, um, like I'm just but gonna. No, it's, Fuck. Never mind. Yeah, that's that's like a that's like a it's like a thankless job. You know? I mean it's yeah. like he's really gotta he's really gotta find all the hidden gems and it's like, oh, this is a good one, you know. The good ones, the bad ones, the shitty ones, the better ones, like anything. <laughs> Just whatever whatever the you amount. Find. Like the amount that I know is out there because of the internet, like trying to trying to visualize what that looks like physically in a collection is mind blowing to me. Dude, I just don't know what you do with it. Like it's just you watch it, Joe. I know, but like, how do you have the time? Like, <laughs> well, he has all the time now. <laughs> well, now he does. Hey, he was and... just stockpiling for retirement. That's it. Talk about a hitting streak. Like, <laughs> now he never so... has to worry about a hitting streak again for the rest of his life. No, he's always going to have some content there. Um, but look, one of the things that I think is uh, particularly interesting about baseball is that it's a little bit more like matchup specific and like each game is like so much different. It's not, it's a little bit harder to say like, Oh, we're going to like find these trends or like build this scenario from like the prior games. There's no trends. It's playoff baseball. Yeah. It's a little bit more like playoff. It obviously is playoff. Unless it's like a game seven or game six and someone's about to get booted. Like, yeah, not much changes. Yeah. Like there's definitely some weird shit. Like, I mean, like Robbie Ray came in and gave up that homer to Jordan Alvarez, which is insane. Like that made no, that was bizarre that they did that. But I, I mean, I think the thing that's different is the way teams play in like, you know, it's like you see teams bunting that like haven't bunted all year and it's like, they don't really practice it. Or if they do, it's like on a 60 mile an hour pitch down like the middle during batting practice. It's not really practice. So, um, you know, baseball, baseball's funky playoff baseball gets like very frustrating and everybody's like, Oh, but the math or like all the things that we did in the regular season. That's like, no, never mind. We're going to play small ball. So, uh, I, I'm a ho- I'm obviously hoping that the Yankees can win. And when we get into the next round, I'll talk a little bit more strategically about how to hedge, um, what your positions are. And like, we'll kind of, I'll kind of try to walk people through that. Like, so if anybody wants to send me tickets, about like that they have and they're like, how do I hedge this? I will help you hedge this and we'll make it some content. So you can either re- think, you can even reach uh, out to me on Twitter. So I think as, as like a general sense, player props are probably your best thing right now. Oh, the guy's dude. heating up. Go with him. Go Just with keep him. Riding Don't him. bet the teams yet. 
just yeah. keep riding them. So, and I do think like you're getting a little bit of value on the PPD market and on strikeout props because these guys have shorter leashes, but at the same time, it doesn't really change the fact that guys are strikeout prone or not. Like the individual hitters aren't necessarily changing their approach, especially in the beginning of the game. So like today, like we had Ranger Suarez at three and a half strikeouts. He's hit that in 10 of 10 games. He hit it today at five and he's now hit it six of six games against the Braves. So like, those are some things that you can look for. And like, I put that in the app and it's like, those are, those are angles. And if you're getting a little bit of like a better line, because they're like, Oh, well, like this team's an underdog. It's like, yeah, they're an underdog. They're also a fucking playoff team. Like they're good. Like they're, they're not like, it's not like you're seeing them play. Like well, you can't you say know. that about all the teams that we're looking no, for. A future well, fair, playoff berth. fair, fair. We can't say it about all the teams because some of them are eliminated already, but you, uh, you know, it's like, they're Turn not the fat. Yeah, it's like they're not playing like the Cubs or like they're not playing like the Diamondbacks or something like that. Like they're playing these teams are all good. So like when you're seeing like these plus like 190 numbers on money lines, it's it's crazy. So uh, you can really get some good value on the dogs, especially at the beginning of the postseason like this. Um, so I'm going to pivot to uh, we'll do We'll touch on football. I mean, Corey, I, the Giants might be good. They are good. I've been saying it this whole time. <laughs> never a doubt <laughs> never a doubt in my mind um you know i have two extra towels from the game that i attended that oh, yeah. any mets fan is invited to borrow for all those tears <laughs> my eyes have dried um since since london morning and uh that was a fun game huh dude that was crazy i honestly like i bet against the giants because i just was looking at trends and i was like you know London favorites that aren't the Jaguars were undefeated before that. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, I'm getting them. I'm getting the Packers at a good number, but I was damn well. That was damn sure rooting for the Giants. So, like, I'm, I started uh, my day off for like, hedging your happiness. That's I'm, oh, I'm all yeah. for that. Yeah, I Anything always to soften the blow. Yeah. So that's the thing. I kind of get a little skeptical about doing that, especially with uh, when the Giants are like an underdog, because if it's like if I have to lay points, there's a scenario where I could lose money and the Giants lose. So I always try to avoid doing that, but I, I just, you know, I it wound up working out. Like, the Giants won. That was a fucking exciting game. And now, like, we're looking at, we're looking at some of these games coming up, and this week should be interesting. The Giants have, the Giants playing the Ravens, so that's going to be a tough game. Uh, obvi- Trap for obvious game for reasons. the Ravens. Trap game for the Ravens. But I think some of these teams, like, we're starting to figure out, like, who they are and, like, you know, like they're just some teams are just not very good. Some teams are good. So we're we're starting to get to that point of the season where we're like kind of getting a better feel for like who's good, who's bad, who's a little overrated. And uh, I, I, I know for a fact, like I'm very excited for Bill's Chiefs on Sunday at 430. Uh, I think that's going to be the game of the week. And the Bills have moved to from minus one and a half to minus two and a half. Um, I haven't bet this game yet. But I do think that I will be taking the Buffalo Bills probably just straight up on the money line. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with the points here. It might be I too have many a question, points. Joe. Yes, Corey. Now I know you don't work for the NFL. You don't really have a lot of NFL inside information, but you're the closest I can get to that. How do we have the Bucking Bears playing the Commanders in a primetime slot? And not Kansas City Bills, dude. I Who's I in what where? I just I don't know, man. Like they just keep giving us these games that just suck. 
dog like, shit. Every Thursday, they're so dog bad. Shit. I will say that I did bet a prop for this. I can't take credit for this. I believe that. Um, It's, it's, I'm going to log into the app. It's Justin Fields over 40 and a half rushing yards. So he's gone, he, he's, he's done this. He's hit this in consecutive games. Um, I think this is a good spot for, I think this is a good spot for him. Um, the commanders aren't necessarily a good team, but they should be able to open up some lanes for him to run. Uh, 40 and a half, I felt like is a little bit of a low number. You're getting that at Bet Rivers. This is and Bet Rivers, Unibet, and Barstool. It's 41 and a half most other places. Um, that's that might be my only bet for the game. It's just because I think it's gonna be like a crappy game. So uh, but I do like the spot. I think it'll be I think it'll be a pretty like you know, a pretty good spot for Justin Fields to get some rushing yards in there. And I do have to say in regards to my fantasy football team, because not that anybody really cares about this, I am I'm four and one with the second fewest points scored in the league. <laughs> you frustrate me to no end. You don't understand that? Uh, please explain. I'm just crawling out of last place, and when I look at the points for, <laughs> I want to rip out my hair. <laughs> how am i that unlucky dude i i don't know what it is like and i've even had a week where um i think the only the only week that i lost i actually would have won had um trey lance not gotten hurt that's the only reason i lost like because i had no points for my quarterback yeah tell me about it so i've had 80 point i've been scoring in the 80s four weeks in a row in like a relatively standard half ppr league and it's just been like laughable content but i just keep pulling out these victories so i like i think i need to make a trade but i don't know what trades there are and i might I'm just not have trading to run. you fucking chub for anything i so i know I, like i want your chub dude stop <laughs> i'm in a committed relationship and my chub is mine all right fine well he'll be stuck in last place there stuck in the bottom but I'll take 11th bitch i don't care <laughs> <laughs> you still have to get out of there. So the name of the game for me right now is don't die. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, at this point, like that's pretty much where we're at. We Corey's come in last place so many times in our fantasy football league that the newest suggestion suggestion because we're doing we do a sacco, and if you don't do a sacco, you absolutely should be doing a sacco where if you're if whoever comes in last place like has a punishment, and the punishment that was proposed another the newest punishment that was proposed for Corey was that he was going to have to enlist in the army and I, this is like probably one of the funniest things i've ever heard in my life cuz Corey would not do well in the army for a variety no. of reasons no i'd be dishonorably discharged in 12 hours or less dude i could see you kind of fucking with mres though like just like, i'm always down for a quick easy meal that's what i'm saying uh my buddy eric um he you know eric and he is obsessed with MREs and this is like an aside and then we'll get to the NBA, but he's obsessed with MREs. And one time like me and him got wasted and he just broke out this box of MREs and he's like, dude, I, I knew this would come in handy. And it was cause like, there was like, it was like, there's no like food delivery available. So uh, we we're just sitting there eating like the dude, it, 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 this, I, I, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. They, like, it's the most questionable things. food. 
Yeah, like the crackers are literally like bad matzah, and matzah's great. So it's like, I was like, this is just... These are the ones that fell off the conveyor belt before they got in the box. Yeah, like they don't really expire. They're kind of like squishy, like the heat on their own. It's... Oh, I had... The one thing that was good, there was like a blueberry cobbler, like in a bag. So Yeah, man, it's a repurposed like Little Debbie's treat. That's all that is. Like They just changed the packaging on those. This is crazy. So... Uh, but that that was my little shout out for Eric. So God bless Eric. And uh, but, it should also be a warning to you, like when you meet doomsday preppers who are like really into this shit, you know they might be not right in the head, dude, of what they've been eating. Well, the funny thing is he's not even a doomsday prepper. He just no, likes just... MREs. <laughs> yeah, and he got them from you know service from who knows. Yeah, from when he was at sea. <laughs> so that's legit. If you're buying buckets of MREs for yourself in your basement. You're not surprising me with the things that come out of your mouth. It might be the only way. Um, But with that, we're going to take you to the NBA. NBA is like, I'm so excited for the NBA. And this episode will be the realistically like the like the likely the last episode before the um, before the NBA season starts next Tuesday. I would normally like I might like to record something Monday, but if anything, it might be something quick, just like a little game preview. Uh, for the couple games on Tuesday, but I will give out my picks for that right now. So on Tuesday is opening day of the NBA. We have the 76ers versus the Boston Celtics, and we have the Los Angeles Lakers against the Golden State Warriors for for ring night. So I might be I'm I'm probably staying away from the Lakers Warriors game at this point in time, uh, but I am taking and I have already taken. Uh, you would have seen it in the app. I took Sixers plus four and a half and Sixers money line. It is already down to th- plus three. And the money line is down to plus 145 at DraftKings. Uh, I would still recommend taking those now. Um, once it gets under the three, I think I would just take the, to just take the money line. Uh, and I'll get into the cap later. I do think that I'm going to be writing that game probably for Action Network or one or one game or the other. So um, we'll get that game guide out there and you guys can get my full analysis there. But uh, for one thing, preseason has been awesome. Right now, coming into this game or coming into this day uh, on betting NBA preseason, we've been we've been honestly smacking. We're getting incredible closing line value. And we're 20 and 10 at the time of this recording. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, I'm not I'm not going to say uh, I need like the Larry David sound in here. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. So uh, we're hoping to carry that momentum into the NBA season. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about here is that like preseason just literally does not matter. But it does kind of matter if you go 0-3 uh, or like 0-4. Like you just don't really want to be winless because that's just kind of like, I don't know, it's like a shitty scenario to be in realistically if you're winless. So right now, uh, the Lakers the Lakers have a win. Um, the, the Cavs are actually 0-2. Um, the Nets are 0-2. The uh the Kings have the Kings are actually undefeated. Uh the Pistons are 0-2, the Spurs are 0-3, and uh the Hornets are 0-4. So and the Bucks are actually 0-3 too. Uh so that's that's a little concerning, even though I'm not really concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks. So this is the thing. 
The Hornets are going to be bad. I'm going to say it right now. I think they took it down already, but you could get them to have the worst record in the M in the MLB in the NBA at 10 to one on DraftKings. I'm looking right now. We're going to see if that is up. Uh, it's not up right now, but keep an eye on that. I think that it, there's a strong possibility with the fact that LaMelo Ball's dealing with an injury right now, and he may not be ready for the start of the regular season. This could become like a real tanking situation. They are not bringing back Bridges. They're pro- I, I think that they should trade Gordon Hayward and um, uh, and um, Terry Rozier and maybe you know try to shelve LaMelo for a bit and then try to rebuild and try to get one of these guys in Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama. Look at and this is where what it's getting me to like about like a season look ahead, right? There's two rookies or two guys that are going to be in the draft. Victor Victor Wembanyama, who you guys have seen on social media, he is an absolute freak. He's like seven foot five, lanky motherfucker. Um, eight foot wingspan, plays like a guard. Uh, he can shoot threes. He can dunk. He can hit step back jumpers. Like he can block shots. He's nimble. He can literally do everything on the court. And he's like consensus. Number one, as soon as you can bet on draft odds for number one, bet on Scoot Henderson. And the reason is that he's not, when Mignon is 19, he's going to have a lot to do. Like he's going to be incredible, but look, Scoot Henderson is going to have number one consideration and he is going to be able to like, look like he should be having like just as much hype, if not like at least a similar amount, the dude is good. And what the thing is here, it's like, he just looks like somebody that you have seen play in the NBA. Like he's good. He can, he's got a jumper. He's got a good pull up. He's got a step back three. Um, He's incredible. And he's like, He's got that energy. He's, uh, you know, he can be that dude. So I think that when we get the odds to come out, they're going to narrow. And we've seen what's happened even just this year with um, Paolo Bancaro and Jabari Smith and how the odds kept flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping as teams go back and forth. And with both of these guys, like, I think it's hard to pass on a guy like Wembanyama, but with with a body type like his like the medicals might not be perfect like you don't know and like it's possible they pass on him you like you just really don't know so i think that you're going to get value initially on the market betting on scoot henderson as soon as it comes out and then you know maybe you'll have a buyback opportunity later on one manata as the odds probably come come in narrow um but with two really great talents that are projected to come into the NBA next season. I think that the tanking is going to be absolutely disgusting. The tanking is going to be disgusting. And this is what it is. So you have like a lot of teams that are just not going to be good. Um, And I think that we need to be betting on that as soon as possible. Some of the teams that we don't think are going to be good are the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Utah Jazz, the uh, I don't think the Kings are going to be good, but they're they're going to try. So like they're not in this equation. The Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Spurs are going to be like 
bad. I think the Spurs like are going to be like worse than the Thunder. They're going to be very, very bad. Um, and then you're going to have on the in the East, you're going to have the Pistons aren't going to be good. The Pacers shouldn't be good. The Magic shouldn't be good. The Hornets, I think, will be bad. And the Wizards are going to be kind of in like this weird little like purgatory or so to speak of like whether they're good or not um, so with their fucking unicorn, Chris Stapps Porzingis. So, uh, you know, former Nick, whatever. So I, that that's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting scenario, but you're going to have a lot of teams that are going to be like bad at first. And the thing to remember is like these bad teams, they do tend to cover just because of the way public perception is like, you're just not getting a lot of people betting on them. So that's something to watch. But at the same time, you're going to have a lot of guys like starting to sit or like they're going to have extended time out. So like, if you're looking in like a fantasy draft or something like that, like I might try to avoid some of those guys just because you, they're not going to get enough minutes or they're going to, they might get rested down the stretch. Um, additionally, the thing that's important here is I think that there's some other teams that we need to look at that are supposed to be good, but I think that we should be fading. And one of those teams is the Memphis Grizzlies. And I've talked about this. I've talked about betting their win total under. I've talked about betting on the Pelicans instead. Pelicans are going to be a wagon. Pelicans are good. And I'm looking to like actively bet them like aggressively to start the season against the spread and straight up if they're dogs. Um, but the Grizzlies are going to be very popular in terms of a team to like bet on that I don't like. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. They are due for like regression for like a number of different reasons. Uh, and like they shouldn't have been winning as many games as they did, like without John Morant. Like I get that they did, but they just shouldn't have. He is their best player. And I'm going to be looking to fade Memphis as like a trendy kind of pick, trendy kind of favorite, especially earlier in the season. Another team that I really am going to be concerned about in the beginning of the season is actually the Milwaukee Bucks. They don't have Chris Middleton to start. And I just am not like a hundred percent sure, like what to expect from them or like what exactly I'm going to like seeing from them. So I'm not going to be looking to like actively be betting on them to start the season. That's just, that's not really where I'm trying to go. Uh, and if anything, I may look to fade them, especially in certain spots. So like if we look at the first game of the season for, uh, for the bucks, the bucks are playing on, Oh wow. The bucks don't play it until Thursday. The bucks play the Sixers. So I think that there's a trend for this and I'll, I'll double check it, but I, that's a spot that I'm probably looking to bet the Sixers. They're, they're listed at minus three right now. Um, it's a home game for them. It's an opener for the bucks. Uh, that's probably a spot that I'm looking to back Philadelphia. Um, I think that not having Middleton is significant. And I also think the Sixers are going to be one of the best teams in the league this year, especially to start the season. I think that they're going to be appropriately valued, but I think that these other teams are going to be a little bit too highly valued. So that's one team that I'm looking at. Another team that I'm like meh on is the Atlanta Hawks. But the thing is the beginning of the season, 
I'm going to be looking at like probably consec. I might be looking at like multiple like team total overs for them because they start the season with like some of the easiest stretch of games. They play um, the Houston Rockets in on their opener. Then they are taking they're taking on the uh, they're taking on the Orlando Magic. And then we have them against uh, on Sunday. We have them against the Charlotte Hornets. So there's gonna that that first week is going to be like ultra high scoring for Atlanta. Um, I think that they should cruise in those games. So that's something where I'm going to be looking to back Atlanta and then maybe their team totals. But I'm also going to be looking at then fading them like immediately afterwards because those are some teams that I think are going to be very below average that they're playing. So uh, with, with all that in mind, I think that the way you need to look at this is like when you have, I, I don't necessarily recommend betting like super heavy in the beginning of the season, or especially with like their same volume. Like I know it's exciting to get back into betting it, but at the same time, we don't know a lot about the teams, but if you feel like you have an edge in the cap, you need to take advantage of that before it goes away. And I think that there's an edge in the cap with the uh, with fading Milwaukee, with fading the Grizzlies, and with buying the Pelicans in particular. So I like I really like those spots. And another thing is too, honestly, the Lakers are very public, but I think that when they have when they have Anthony Davis and LeBron. They've won 70% of their games straight up. So that's something to consider. So it's like they both should be healthy. They both should be fine to play, especially at the beginning of the season. And I know that they've talked about playing them like a little bit less minutes. I don't like the, it, it, I, I just think that they're going to be good as long as they're healthy. So I like I really struggle to like get away from them. So uh, keeping all those things in mind, one of the bets that I'm going to be putting in is the New York Knickerbockers plus seven and a half against the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday. The opener in Memphis, I'm betting it right now. And you're going to pop, it's going to pop on the action app before you even hear this podcast. But that's a spot. And one thing about futures, especially betting for uh, title futures don't bet on any of the top teams. Like don't bet on any of them unless you're going to put them in a parlay or you're throwing free bets at them just cuz like you want to build a portfolio, build a bigger position. The Bucks are like 7 to 1 assuming that everything like they can really only go the other way. Like things can only like almost bad things can only happen to them. Even if they're the number 1 seed in the East heading into the playoffs, they're going to be 5 to 1. They're just it's just not going to change really. So when you're looking at these futures, you need to be looking at teams that the odds could change so dramatically that you'll never see the number again. And like you want them to win. So like one of the teams that I think this could happen with is the Denver Nuggets. They're 20 to one. Um, I really like Denver this season. I think their offense is going to be incredible. I think that that core four of Jokic, Murray, Gordon, and, um, Porter Jr. is going to be excellent. And then I like the addition of KCP and I like Bones Highland uh, off the bench. So, and Ish Smith as well. So like, I like, I like nug- the Nuggets at 20 to one. The Wolves are 33 to one, but I'm not really sold on the Wolves in terms of like what we're going to get from them postseason wise. So I think you could still lay off of that a bit. 
And, uh, you know, like, I just don't, like, I like the Pelicans, but I don't necessarily think they're, they're a title contender. Um, I, I need to see a little bit more from them. So those are some spots where like, maybe I give up a little bit of value, but I'm not really that certain right now. The Nuggets are a team that I really, really do like. And I think at 20 to one, that's not a bad bet at all. So that's probably where I'm looking if I'm looking for like a little bit of a longer shot in the title market. But like your your primary favorites, I would not be betting them right now. I think that you're just it's a it's a losing proposition to be doing so. So with that, I'm excited for NBA. We'll get some more picks out there for you and tune in. There should be a video slash episode of buckets coming out. I think alongside of this. So once you're done with this, go ahead over to buckets and I gave out three of my favorite awards bets for the season with, uh, with Matt Moore for, for the action network. So take a look, take a look at that, take a listen to that and let me know what you guys think. Um, but with that producer, Corey, how you doing? You know, I'm beaming Joe. I'm happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> well, we know that you love shit. So like <laughs> that I do. Tell us, tell us what you recommend for this week. What is your pods and recs here? So uh, I've had a bit of a lull with TV shows recently. Did the whole Dahmer thing. I'm over it. Dahmer thing was crazy. It was crazy, but also like we knew this was, we knew this happened. Yeah, like nothing it, shocking here. Yeah. Um. Although there is now the Dahmer tapes are out, uh, where it's 36 hours of conversation with his attorney trying to explain why he did what he did. Haven't touched well, that yet, but just bookmark that for later. Here we um, are. I've been watching Deadwood. Never got around to it before on HBO. Is it good? Uh, I've heard it was great from older people because I was probably like, I don't know, 11 when it came out. I was not fucking watching that. Okay. Uh, it's really good. It's about um, basically a camp near Montana that is deciding whether it's going to become part of the United States and trying to bid whether it becomes part of Montana, part of Dakota, or part of, I think, Wyoming, possibly. Okay. Uh, it's it's very funny. Uh, the cocksucker count, out of control. Every other word is cocksucker. It's crazy. That's a weird, that's a weird one. Yeah, like that's how they say that person. They say that cocksucker. It's like <laughs> I haven't heard it this many times since I watched The Sopranos. Um. <laughs> But I highly recommend it. I'm about three quarters of the way through season two. There's only three seasons, but there is a movie that came out way later that I don't think did too well, but I don't know. I think it was an HBO Max like exclusive. Uh, one of those, so yeah. They don't really get any ratings, so I don't know if it is good or bad, but I will uh, I will let you know. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that recommendation. I will wait and hear what your final review is. I feel like I've been watching a lot of um, like other shows like I've been crushing Bachelor in Paradise. That's been great. Um, it's just drama city. We watch a lot of The Voice as well, honestly. It's Survivor season. So I've been watching that. I disavow and, all of these decisions you're making. And Jersey Jersey Shore Family Vacation. We've been watching that one. You kidding uh, me? I had to half- drop that shit like a hot plate after <laughs> just, the situation got out of jail. It was just, so boring. I just can't quit it. I can't. I was just it. hoping that like you would be in the background of one of like the shots of him going in or out of the courtroom. It's like maybe <laughs> Joe's around the corner. Maybe he'll, maybe oh. he'll make an appearance. You know what else? Dude. Married at sight. That show's fucking crazy. That like that's that's different kind of crazy. Okay, so you are a reality show addict. 
Yeah. You need help. <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, next time you feel an urge, call me. I'll be your sponsor. Just text text Jenna and tell her that we need to watch other things. Look, I do my apparently. fair share too, but like I limit it to certain days of the week, or I'll go fucking nuts. No, I don't mind. I just you, like what I do is you're a lot definitely of times, on like, your iPad watching fucking games. <laughs> exactly. I, I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you didn't reinvent the wheel, Joe. Hey, look. So I number one, I recommend uh, on, like an iPad or a computer and having streamable TV to that. I think that that's great resource so you can have dual screens get your uh, parents passwords kind of like picture in picture but even better um secondly uh, i had italian wedding soup jenna made italian wedding soup so that was this boy's fantastic. back dude boys the soup's back the boy's so, back on his soup so had that had a had had a nice salad today too so uh it was like a little buffalo chicken you know what at paprika on your chicken, great. Like you gotta like add a little bit, gives a little bit of a different color, different flavor. Excellent. Uh, recommend For all you white people out there making fucking seasoning. plain chicken. Yeah, like if you're using your meat, if you're putting just fucking salt in that shit, like damn. Like I'm sure there's some people that think that just like cracked black pepper is spicy. Yeah, and they so. like wave it over it while it's cooking because they saw it on a cooking show once. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing for flavor. It's like, dude, that doesn't do anything for you. So, um, but paprika, paprika is a good one. Paprika is a good one. We'll put that one in the, put that one in your spice cabinet if you don't have it. Um, and then I will finally, I will finally recommend, um, you know, sometimes you really just need to be horizontal and like, I just recommend being horizontal, like take an extra couple minutes of your day and lay down and be horizontal and it like kind of resets your body i think and you're just like wow like i feel great and it's just it's a recovery method i'm not saying sleep i'm not saying sleep i'm just saying enjoy being horizontal because Did you get horizontal at work today dude i wish i was horizontal at work i like i came home and uh, I haven't gotten an opportunity to be horizontal just yet today, but don't get me wrong. I will be horizontal for an extended period of time moving forward. You can see it in your eyes. You're going to be watching the Yankees horizontal shortly. Oh, you I seem know. Very excited about it. I know. Uh, my eyes are like particularly slanty right now. So um, they're, they're very wide screen and you say fatigued Joe. Yeah. They're heavy. They're heavy. You the eyes the are heavy. slanty. Unless you're talking about like a, something that's wrong with a building, I think I can say because I'm because I because I I'm the source. So, <laughs> um, so with that in mind, get horizontal, watch some of these games, and watch those profits go vertical. Let's cash that.
Cast down here, 